Hello and welcome to the Sleep Teacher Pod, the podcast for all the parents out there who just want sleep. I'm Christy, owner of The Sleep Teacher, and I am joined by my colleague, Beck. If you are in the trenches of sleep deprivation, we see you, we feel you, and trust us, this podcast is going to become your new BFF. We want you to know that you can still be a lovingly attached parent and get good sleep. You don't have to choose between the two. So pop Bub in the carrier, grab yourself a coffee, put those headphones in, because we have all the sleep tips coming your way. Let's get napping, Mama. Hello, everybody. It is Christy and Beck from The Sleep Teacher. How are we all today? We are good. <laughs> good in the parenthood, as we've said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm just like Mitch and I obviously just got back. We had a week in the Philippines. Um, so we had to go over for Mitch's work. He went over earlier and I flew over and met him and we had a few days kid-free at... Boracay, um, which was... Where were the kitties? With their nannies. Fun. Nanny Robin and Nanny Sue, their grandparents. Yeah, so Mitch's mum and dad came and stayed for the first half and then my mum came and stayed for the second half. Split team effort. It was. And you know what? Like, honestly, a few years ago, I would have never, ever thought that was possible. Like, oh, my God, I'm ne- I could never leave my kids for a week and I could never go overseas or I just couldn't. It was just... was Yeah. When you're in the young sort of baby toddler preschool stage it's like ludicrous Mm. but i want to plan a bali trip but i'm waiting for brooklyn to be you know four or five i reckon yeah (laughs) oh yeah i know well that's the thing too and i think now this is the first time we've sort of gone for that long but they're all at school they're all the Mm. one place one drop off one pick up and there's no sports so it's not like afternoon chaos as such now like it's just a couple of things and yeah because I left on the Monday, got back on the Sunday. It was pretty easy. <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't too bad. And the parents stayed here, so it made it so much easier because I hate packing bags. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was good. But, yeah, now back and it was bloody beautiful. I would highly recommend going to Boracay if you ever are in the Philippines. Yeah, so that's me. What's going on in your life, in your world? You've been manning the fort while I've been gone, thankfully. Yeah, not too much. Just grappling my new wake-up time, which has been a while now, but bloody 5 a.m. Mm, I just leave. <laughs> Mate, it's, I've never been a morning person. I know. I get up at 4.40 every day during the week and Beck's always like, ew, that's gross. Oh, <laughs> my. I love it. I'm, no, but I'm asleep I, I, by but, 9 o'clock every night. Yeah, see, I'm more like 10, 10 30. Mm. And now I'm going to have to be like, because I literally, it's like 5.06 and yeah. I, I'm awake. Like, what is that? Why? I don't know if it's summer or like. Which so is I the even, Katie rhythm bed. No, like, so I went and got the <laughs> mask to put on because my like room is bright. Yes. So I can try and so put So now that on you've in. got an eye mask and a white noise machine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Stop judging me. Tell me you invented your late 30s How without sexy. telling me. No worries, Henry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it would have been so funny. Henry would have got home from his FIFO rotation and you with this new eye mask. <laughs> you would have been like, I've bought something, Henry. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, well, one Not what one he was said, hoping for. <laughs> one said F off don't oh. wake me or something and the other one was like nap queen so oh. i i bought the nap queen 
And my son was like, here, mum, that is so you. <laughs> I was like, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got to be good at things, oh, though. Oh, gosh, good. anyway. That's a good thing so, to be good at. I'm just trying to get up and do a home workout. That's what I'm mm. trying to do. So yeah. I tried laying there and tossing and turning till sort of six, but mm. it's just not... I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to get up and do a workout, especially when Henry's away because I can't really get to the gym anyway. Yeah, yeah, I know. I and it's that. so hard, like I think with most of our listeners too, they're probably like, stuff that. The last thing I want to do is get up early, especially when you're having broken sleep. Like I never, when my kids were babies, it was the last mm. thing on my mind. I was sleeping as long as I could. Yeah. But now I'm like, it's my hour of power and I just find that silence because <laughs> my days are so noisy. Mm. That silence is, and it's just my time. It's just me. It's my time. And I really, I do enjoy it. Whether it be like Pilates or my F45 or just a walk, I just enjoy that silence. Yeah. I tried <laughs> to go down the other morning and I had a little buddy Alfie because he was up at six just asking me all the questions I'm like puffing holding these weights doing lunges and he's like just ask I'm trying to be like mate I can't talk to you right now yeah. like just wait it's too early it's way too early <laughs> I'm trying to breathe and Mommy's like not collapse just yet. <laughs> I know oh, I know my kids but then the he, he joined in so that was a bit cute he got yeah. his little two kilo dumbbells and <laughs> done squats <laughs> Oh, that's good. Well, they constantly keep us guessing, don't they? Like it's just never ending. Mm. But yeah, so today's episode again, kids keeping us guessing, keeping us on our toes, split nights, fun times. (laughs) If you haven't experienced a split night yet, lucky you. But if you have and you currently are, the good news is, as you'll hear from today's episode, It's usually easy to identify what causes them and why they're happening. And it's also pretty easy to fix it if it hasn't been going on for too long. So Mm -hmm. listen on, we've got all the tips and tricks coming your way. Let's dive into it. I know personally with me, split nights was something I found happened round about that like 14 to 18 month mark. And at the time I wasn't a sleep consultant, Boy, do I wish I was, but I wasn't. And it went on and on for so long. And now looking back, I know that this was purely because it was the need to transition to that one nap. And yeah, hopefully you guys won't have that problem when we go through all of this today. I didn't have split nights with my first two, but Brooklyn started to do it a little bit. I nipped that in the butt though. I can tell you that. <laughs> Why do you reckon he was doing it though? What I'm was- trying to remember how old he was and he literally would be up for a couple of hours in the night. And I was like, who are you and what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Do you not know that I'm a sleep consultant and you should not be doing this? <laughs> yeah. That's what Mitchell was like. I wish I could have gone back because I would have written an expose on you. <laughs> It's like I wasn't a sleep consultant then. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, no, it didn't last long because obviously I didn't create new things. I wasn't going in there and making him go back to sleep. But, yeah, it was hard for those few, you know, middle of of the night. Yeah, I know. It's not fun. (laughs) No. Hard is putting it very mildly, I would say. And then, like, trying to be all happy to see them when they wake up in the morning, being like, you didn't just rob me of my (laughs) night's sleep. (laughs) I know. Hi. Hi, darling. (laughs) Did you have a good sleep? <laughs> Mummy had a great sleep. Lots of sarcasm there. Oh, God. Anywho. But the good thing is, unlike things like early rising that can take a little bit longer to troubleshoot, split nights and fragmented night sleep is something that we can sort of identify the cause of pretty easily. 
hopefully you guys get the answer you need today. But first of all, for those that don't know what a split night or fragmented night sleep is, it is basically your, your child having a party in the middle of the night. That's it. A full on <laughs> rave for at least a couple of hours. Yeah. Some um, can be happy doing it. Some can be not so happy doing it. Yeah. That's a good way for us to be able to identify again the cause of it because their mood at that time is a huge indication. But a split night definitely isn't your little one waking unsettled for 30 minutes. A split night is more like two hours. It is a big wakeful period overnight. So mm, it's typically in the second half yeah. after sort of midnight. I usually do a stretch of sleep at bedtime and then yeah, in that midnight to 2am, 3am period. Good times. Mm. Just when you want to be up. <laughs> so. <laughs> so a few things that can cause a split night and I'll go through now and just pinpoint a few of them and then we'll go through and break down exactly why that reason can cause it but basically their awake time before bedtime's too short so again that sort of thing too much overall day sleep for their age they're potentially developing a new milestone a new skill and they're using that sleep time to just practice away <laughs> which is super normal too super like, common yeah. yeah it's typically on all fours rocking back and forth like when they're trying to master crawling or they just are about to crawl mm -hmm. i remember my boys doing that in the middle of the night i'd hear some noises and look on the monitor and be like oh yep you're yeah. about to start crawling. Or like they just start rolling and they're getting on their tummy and like, eh, like planking. <laughs> yes, exactly. A little bit of planking. There's obviously a few causes that we see commonly contribute mm. to these split nights. And as you can probably tell, they're usually quite easily fixed. Usually more often than not, we do find they're routine related, but mm. why is, yeah, another thing. Yes. Yeah. So I think Personally, I would probably recommend if you can't pinpoint exactly why your little one is having a split night, first of all, just look at their routine. Go through and find an age-appropriate routine, whether it's one you follow via us or somewhere else. Like, Just make sure their routine is age-appropriate first. That will just help take a little bit of guesswork out of it. And then from there, you can go through and identify, is it that awake window? Is it their naps? etc etc going back to that list so if it's bedtime is too early and that awake time before bedtime is too short that will mean that your little one's sleep pressure is just not quite high enough to sustain them and encourage a long stretch of sleep sort mm. of not yeah push to overnight it's yeah. a bit like oh yeah this feels good now i've had a bit of a snooze yeah now i want to wake up yeah, so it's almost like that stretch of sleep after bedtime is like that nap in the middle of the day. It sustains them then through to another awake period and then they'll go back to sleep. So it just may be a matter of extending that awake time slightly, even just sort of 15 minutes, adding that on and seeing how they tolerate that. If it helps a little bit, you might go again. But again, you're going to want to look at an age-appropriate routine and make sure that their routine is great for their age. Especially as well, like if you've been on the same routine for a little while, you're probably going to have to have a look at that because especially from zero to eight months, there's lots yeah. of changes happening regularly. Yeah. And the thing is, you may be thinking, oh, okay, yeah, well, my child's 10 months, they dropped their nap six to eight weeks ago. Like you said, that they won't drop their next nap until 14 months. So I know my routine's fine. Yeah, that routine still may be fine, but you may just need to play around with that afternoon awake window because you, when you drop that third nap, 
let's just say eight months, they may have started on a slightly shorter awake window just to get used to that awake time before bed. But now they've tolerated it for a little while. It might just be a matter of adding that little bit extra awake time on. And that's the same as before lunch too. A lot of the time our routine is like that shorter morning nap, longer afternoon nap. Sometimes if you reach that limit before nap one and nap two, and it's been pretty cruisy, and then you see for the older bubs, you might just have to tack on a little bit more before the lunch nap too. So it goes either way when you're looking at your routine. If you've been on one for a while and then things start to slide a little bit for those 9, 10, 11, 12 month babies, just have a look at that as well. Yeah. The next one, yeah, so too much overall day sleep for their needs. So on the flip side, they're having too much of their night sleep quotas coming over to the day. So we're just robbing their overnight fuel tank a little bit. And that can be for newborns as well, that day-night confusion. It's a bit similar, but obviously if we have too much sleep as an older baby as well, it's not day-night confusion, it's just that they've had enough sleep in that period of the day. And so now they're awake. Good times. Yeah. So have their awake time in their day. <laughs> yeah. So again, as much as we sound like the big bad guy saying, wake your baby from their naps, like you hear all the time, never wake your sleeping baby. These are the reasons why you wake a sleeping baby because mm-hmm. I would rather my baby sleep better at night than in the day. <laughs> yeah. Yes, everyone wants that peace and quiet, but ultimately the goal is that night sleep. So. And this is a big one for toddlers as well. We love the toddler sleep, the nap. It's our little piece of quiet time, Mm. unless you have another baby. But anyway, (laughs) at least they're not running around, you know, from two, just have a really good look at, am I holding on to the day nap a little bit too long? And do I need to start decreasing that down as well? Yeah. And that's a really good point too, Beck, because obviously when we talk back to age appropriate routines, it's easy at times to look back and go, yep, cool. 10 month old roughly is on two naps, roughly about two and a half hours a day perfect. But when we get to that toddler age, there can be such a variance. Like there's some two-year-olds that don't have a nap. There's some two-year-olds that have two hours. There's such a big variance. So I think it's really important to look at that. My eldest dropped his nap at just past two. So like two and one month, which is early, but he coped. He slept well 12 hours overnight, was happy during the day. But then my second, he was still napping at three and a half. So there's just no at this age, we have to drop it. You know, you just have Mm. to look at what your child is doing overnight and just make sure you prioritize your night sleep rather than trying to keep the day nap going. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Just again, going, okay, cool. Yeah. Maybe let's just try, let's just try capping this nap a little bit and seeing if it helps. It is going to be a little bit of sort of playing around a little bit of trial and error, but a bit more tricky when they're in that toddler preschool age bracket, because there is that big variance. Mm Mm-hmm. Is your little one an amazing sleeper? You can pop them in the cot and they'll happily go to sleep unassisted, but there's still that one pain point you can't get on top of. Whether it be transitioning from naps, early starts, fragmented night sleep, false starts, whatever it is, our quick fix consult is perfect for you and your family. We can go through your situation, identify what is causing that one little issue and put a plan in place and restore sleep to your house. All you have to do is go to our website, book in that 30-minute consult and sleep is on its way. 
And then the skills developing in you, like a developmental milestone as such, like Beck touched on before, the rolling, the crawling, the standing, the talking. Their little minds are in overdrive in the night. And obviously when they're transitioning between sleep cycles as well, they will have partial wakes like we all do. And if they're in that zone of mastering a new skill, especially things like rolling and standing and that, they usually will just default to that and do it. And it's like you could probably see on your monitor if you were watching them, they'd probably just look like one second they're asleep, the next minute they're in that position and they're just practicing that skill. And it's something that we obviously want to try to give them that space to master as well and know that these things, these developmental milestones, if obviously if everything else is in place routine-wise and whatnot, they should pass fairly quickly. Like it is only going to be that little bit of a phase. Unless... Unless we overplay our role. (laughs) Unless we think, oh gosh, it's been 45 minutes, you have to go back to sleep and we go in and we make them go back to sleep. This is where it begins, guys. This is (laughs) where it can all unfold. So we want to make sure we're giving them that space there and let them master that new skill. Let them have it. Just be mindful. Okay, look, I've got to suck this up. I'm going to have a few bad nights. It's going to be a little bit unsettled, but this will pass. This is their new skill. They're getting used. Yes, they're just getting used to it. But we don't want to overplay our role. We just want to understand they can do it. They normally sleep fine. I'm just going to give them that space. Obviously, go and reassure them if you need to, but don't feel you need to assist them to sleep if you don't normally assist them to sleep because they can do it. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to have a lot of practice in the daytime, in the wake time too. Lots of practicing of that skill as well to try to not only (laughs) tire them out, but really get it out of their system, help them, help speed up the process of mastering that skill. And Another tricky one is when they learn to stand in the cot, but then they're unsure whether they can get back down. So a good thing to do is in their awake time, put them in the cot and show them going down the rails with their Mm. hands. So you know that, okay, I know that they know how to do that. And so that gives you a little bit more confidence as well. And really like, it depends on how old your bubbies when they do that. They generally on that nine, 10 month, you know, Mm. so they'll let go and just fall on their bum on their nappy. So you know, yeah. it's not going to be, they just need Such to- a fright do, overnight. To yeah. Well. So they just need to do that a little bit to kind of get used to it as well. Yeah. So it's one of those things I always suggest, and I used to do it with my kids as well. Like I'd just go in in the day when it's awake time, open up the blinds and all that. So it didn't feel to them that it was bedtime because, you know, that can obviously make them, <laughs> especially if they're toddlers as well and, or not toddlers, but. Yeah. Just like peekaboo, put them in without the bag and just I'd like. I'd sit there like just folding washing next to their bed and put their clothes away in their drawers and things like that. And I'd constantly keep putting toys on the cot mattress and they'd have to get mm. down to get them. And, or I'd help them down and just show them so that it's not like, oh, you're in here to go to sleep. It was just just they'll be sort of excited standing there and then yeah you just assist them and show them what to do lots of practice mm-hmm. it's going to make those overnight wakes phase out a little bit quicker if we can spend that daytime yep and then obviously if it is going on longer than what a couple of nights or whatever you then just make sure you go back and look at your routine okay this has been happening for a couple of nights do i need to make a change to the routine add more awake time trim a nap back that sort of thing Yeah, exactly. And then I think to being overtired can cause those periods of wakefulness overnight. And usually this is something that parents will come to us and say is, oh, our little ones, I think they're just overtired. They're overtired. They're waking for so long overnight. Yes, as much as we sort of go on, yep, overtiredness leads to night wakes with the higher levels of cortisol and whatnot. Generally, being overtired, you wouldn't see a baby awake for that sort of two to three hour period. That 
usually is more an undertired thing, which is again, why we're referring back to is bedtime too early? Is that awake window too short? So look, in all honesty, it probably, yeah, fragmented night sleep wouldn't be caused by an overtired baby as such. Yeah. Your overtired babies tend to be just more frequent night wakes. So Mm. restless sleep. Yeah. Like, so around that nine o'clock wake and then again at sort of 11 or 1030 and then one, four, five, that sort of thing. And then probably up for the day at around five, five thirty. Yeah. The early wakes usually go with it. mm, So that's sort of more your overtired versus undertired. You know, every baby's a little bit different, but that's generally the pattern that we see with our little bubbies that we help. That's it. And I think too, with that, if you are finding your little ones overtired and you've got that early rise as well coming in, again, you can go back and listen to our early rising episode on this, but with a baby that's had fragmented night sleep, don't let them then go and sleep in the next morning. Don't feel that, okay, you're up for, you know, two to three hours last night. I'm going to let them sleep until 8, 30, 9 o'clock this morning to make up for that because you're going to find you're stuck in that cycle and you're going to find it really hard to shift and and get that consistency back. So try to get them up and start their day at a normal time and just identify the reason. Like don't try and put a Band-Aid over it by, yeah, <laughs> offering yeah. a longer morning sleep. It can be hard to get them up, but we've got to remember anything past sort of 7, 7.30 is considered day sleep for that day. So mm. if they're sleeping until 8, 8.30 and then they're having their nap a little bit later, you got to then be giving them too much day sleep for that day. And like Christy said, it's going to go into the next night as well. So it is a yeah. bit of a tricky one to get out of. So, yeah, just wake up at the same time the next day, even if you have been up and cross your fingers for the next night (laughs) yeah and then yeah exactly (laughs) pray to the sleep (laughs) so just now to recap obviously there's a lot of routine related things like bedtime being too early that awake time before bed too short too much day sleep in total so you're letting your baby sleep longer than is age appropriate and those developmental milestones as well so they're the big ones but how do we shift them? We've obviously gone over our sort of thoughts on that. And a lot of it does come back to that routine and really going over that. Are they potentially getting ready to drop a nap? Do we need to start to cut back and trim back our day naps or day sleep again? Toddlers also different. Um, do we need to extend that awake window before bed? Because when we last dropped that third nap or the morning nap, they were able to stay awake for this amount of time. Now they're tolerating a little bit more. Can we add a little bit more on? Yeah. And have they been at that four hour awake window for a while now and they're past Mm. one and do we need to extend that out again? Yeah. A really good example is some babies will drop the third nap at like six and a half months and that's pretty early, but some will do that. So they might start off with around, you know, three hours, 15, three and a half hours awake time before bed, but then come 14 months and they're still on two naps. They may be at like four and a half hours awake time before bed. So there's that sort of need to keep adding on to that. It's not going to mean yet we're just going to go and drop that other nap because they're waking for periods overnight. It's just about gradually adding more awake time on before bed. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, the big one, if they are practicing those skills, try not to overplay your role. Mm. Try to give them that space because that little bit of space, as we always say, is where the magic happens. Mm. (laughs) If you don't put them to sleep at the start of the night or whatnot or they sleep through really well most of the time, don't feel like you need to make that sleep happen. Just let them be, go and check on them when you need to, that sort of thing. But try not to make it your role to like, I have to make you go to sleep because you don't. Yeah. 
especially if your child's always been able to do that. Mm. You know, obviously it's very different if your child is really reliant on you or a sleep association to fall asleep. But again, if they need you, they'll let you know. They will let you know and you'll be able to tell. Always listen to your little one. If they're sitting there having a great old time, then <laughs> I probably wouldn't go in. But if they're getting emotional, then by all means, respond to them. Just be mindful that we don't want to overplay our role and create a pattern that wasn't necessarily there before. Which turns into a preference. <laughs> it does and it's really hard to get out of. So it's so much easier just to nip these things in the butt and try and get on top of them when you can rather than let it go on too long because it can lead to overtiredness, can lead to those sleep-ins, which then mean your routine's out. It can mean you're exhausted and, yeah, it's overall not fun for anyone. So best to get on top of it. I would, like I said, recommend following an age-appropriate routine. I will link ours at the bottom of this as well. This episode, our $20 routine guide, they are a great resource just to lightly use as a guide if you need. But yes, we hope you found this helpful and that you can rid yourself of those split nights. We've both been through them with ours and they're not fun. <laughs> no, they're not. But I, I remember one night I just started watching Netflix because I was like, okay, where are I'm up. Might as well make use of my time. I'm not going to just lay here and be mad. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to watch something on uh, Netflix. <laughs> and let me guess, Sex in the City? <laughs> Maybe. Probably. <laughs> I know. Someone on here actually sent me a message and they're like, I'm sorry, I'm so team back with Sex in the City. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for the support. I don't even know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Righto, guys. Well, we'll pop the link in the show notes for you for our age appropriate routines if you need them. As always, our DMs and inboxes are open, so please feel free to send through any questions you have. Night to night. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Sleep Teacher Pod. We hope you've walked away feeling just that little bit more at ease with your parenting journey. Please remember, nothing is a problem until it actually becomes a problem for you and your family. If you've enjoyed our company today, we would love if you could please subscribe or leave a review or maybe even both. But if you are wanting more sleep tips right away, use the link in the show notes to find out how you can get started with one of our amazing sleep consultants and follow us over on Instagram at The Sleep Teacher. We can't wait to be back in your ears next week with more sleep tips. Nighty night.